Welcome to Moonday Mystic by Modern Mystic Shop, the podcast where we help you harness your intuition, your personal power, so that you can live a magical life. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Moon Day Mystic. I am Kelly Knight, your host, and today we're going to have a solo episode and I'm just going to riff a little bit about my strategy for the new year. So by the time you're listening to this, you're probably about a month into the new year and I am having a year of experimentation and I'm hoping that I can kind of share what I'm up to. And if it resonates, you might want to incorporate some of these ideas. And if it doesn't, no worries. Sometimes it's just interesting to hear about what other people are going through and how they're approaching this wild, wild ride (laughs) that's called life that we're all on. So for me, What I decided to do at the top of the year was to do two things. Number one, not do resolutions or anything like that. Um, And number two, to do less. So my invitation to myself and that I would also uh, recommend to you guys might be how instead of adding more to my plate, can I do less and can I eliminate certain obligations or habits or routines or things that I do on a daily basis that don't add energy for me? Um, How can I make minor tweaks and modifications instead of full-on additions in order to help raise my energy levels? And that's really what I was concerned about for this year. How can I raise my energy levels? So how I've decided to do this was the only resolution, but not really, the only, how about this, the only intention that I set for myself for the first month of the year, and so far it's going well, is to pay attention and to audit on a daily basis my activities and how I engage with life and what activities I do and notice whether they add energy or take energy away. So this is sort of my form of an energy audit. And I was noticing that some things are surprising and counterintuitive. Some things, there were certain things, and I'll give you an example, but that I thought would deplete energy and they wound up adding energy. And there are certain other things that I thought was adding energy and it wound up that it was depleting my energy. Now, my idea, I'll give you examples of this, but my idea is once I experiment and get clear on what adds energy and what takes energy away, I can design my days and be mindful of where I need to build reserves, where I can um, add extra. You know, if I want to then add more positive habits that will, you know, encourage this building of energy. And then what else, like the doing less, like what can I take off my plate and give myself permission to not do anymore because it doesn't add energy. So I'll give you examples. So recently I've been fortunate enough to have an influx of new clients a lot of new clients. And I decided that it felt like the path of least resistance and to take most advantage of doing these readings that I usually love to do, I decided to open my books and basically 
quadruple the number of readings that I do in a week. And what I was worried about in doing that was my energy. Can I maintain the proper energy levels to give the best readings to everyone while maintaining my responsibilities as the CEO of Modern Mystic Shop? And so this is where the energy audit came actually uh, and the desire to make sure I have energy came from because I want to take these readings, but not at the expense of my energy for myself, for my relationship, for my friendships, you know, things of that nature, or to detract from my day-to-day business. So what I decided to do is start to track, like I mentioned. And one thing I thought was, you know, I'll probably be so tired after speaking with all of these people at the, every week that I won't maybe want to on the weekends make plans with friends or catch up with people on the phone or anything like that. My thought was if I'm talking and engaging and giving energy in that format through readings, that maybe talking to people and maintaining those relationships might not be what is best for me um, in the next few weeks as I'm adjusting. Well, I tested the theory. There are certain days where I didn't talk to anyone. And then there are certain days where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to plan some outings with friends. I'm going to have some activities. I'm going to make a few phone calls. And wouldn't you know that I proved myself wrong? Connecting with friends and spending time with other people, even though it was social uh, and it was FaceTime and using my voice and all of the same skills, paying attention, being present, all the same skills that I use in a reading it turns out that my friends are really amazing. My family is really amazing. So it actually adds energy. And I didn't know that. I thought that that might deplete energy. So that was one way that I was proved proved wrong. I also noticed, and this is kind of a no-brainer, but I also noticed that my use of screens, so if I'm like scrolling or sometimes I play these like, um, you know, these little phone games that are mindless or solve puzzles or whatever, I thought that that was giving me a break. So I would just allow myself to be on my phone or to watch TV and be on my phone at the same time to sort of zone out so that I could build resources of energy. So I could just like sort of recuperate and restore. After paying more close attention, I have found, and I should have known this, but it actually drains my energy. I don't get restored. I either stay the same or I, and then for a while, and then I sort of dip into the deficit with something that was intended to give me energy and to sort of just help me blank out and not do anything, you know? And so I haven't yet figured out what to do in my downtime that's not interacting with people, that's that aren't screens, that adds a bunch of energy. I have found, even though if if I'm tired, I notice like going for a walk gives me energy. Uh, walking around New York City in particular with a super positive mindset, looking for ways to be inspired. Great thing to do to add energy. So I'm kind of just building up my repertoire of what adds and detracts energy. And it's different than what I thought. And it might even be different than what used to work for me or not work for me in the past. And so I guess my thought to you guys would be, um, why don't you do an energy audit? Why don't you check in and 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 be mindful about where you place your energy? And I use the word, I keep on saying the word energy like probably a thousand times in just the past seven minutes, but that's the best word I can I can think of to describe it. And see what feels really nurturing for you and see what feels good and authentic. And most of the time it's gonna be to lean back, to do less 
or to do things more slowly. That's another thing I, I found added me and added energy to me to actually build in buffered time. So I used to just be back to back to back to back to build in buffers alleviates the stress of running behind. And then the stress of running behind <laughs> drains my energy. So things like that. I also discovered feels really nice to have pre-made breakfasts for myself. I used to make myself breakfast and have to clean that up every morning. Now I'm doing things like batching my breakfast or having something that's easier to grab and go. Um, it gives me more time in the morning to do other things that I like to do, like meditate and journal and pull cards and do the card of the day for you guys. So it's just a big experiment and I'm going to keep the experiment going. I'm not going to come to any conclusions just yet because um, I want to test like what I'm saying to you really does add energy over time. And then the second phase that I'm working into, which maybe I'll do another solo episode about, is then again, how do I construct a day for myself, a week, a month, cycles for myself that feel balancing, nourishing, and like I'm uh, netting positive in that energy you know, the energy re like resources uh, at the end of every day, week, month. How can I do that for myself? And I, I, I don't, I didn't want to make any decisions until I treated myself like this in ex as an experiment. I also wanted to add in this whole experiment idea. So even if this is not the experiment for you, I would invite you to think about a way that you can conduct an experiment for yourself and frame it for the purpose of getting to know who you are right now. Something that I noticed about myself is that I was sort of doing a lot of things um, and keeping certain obligations and showing up in certain ways just because it's how I've always done it. And it must have been working for me at some point. And some of these ways are working for me. Some of the ways in which I show up and the activities that I do or whatever. However, I have decided to audit everything and not assume and not assume that this is still my preference or that this still works for me. And then I'm doing it, like I said, like an experiment. I come up with a hypothesis. I kind of think this is what this is going to be like. Then I test it out and then I go back and I kind of record my results. So I've, needless to say, I've been doing a lot of journaling. So it might be fun to look at something like this in your life and conduct some kind of experiment for yourself. It makes things more fun for me. It makes me feel like I'm curious about myself as opposed to I have low energy, I have a problem that I need to fix. There's not that kind of um, tone to it this time. It's more about figuring out from a curious place what works and what doesn't and there's not a shame or a judgment or I'm not being really harsh about it. Um, I will say also I've started to change my eating habits in a similar way under this guy, not guys, under this idea of an experiment because I also tend to be really rigid, black, white about diets and exercise. I'm either like all in or all out. That didn't feel nourishing to me. So I'm experimenting with that, with different foods. And just because I've been told this food's healthy and this food's not, this will make you feel good, this doesn't, 
doesn't mean that that's the way that it is for me. Um, I talk about Abraham Hicks sometimes, and I remember hearing from one of their lectures about food and diet and what's good and what's bad for you. And from like this metaphysical sort of cosmic perspective, for the most part, they say food is neutral. It's how we respond to it. It's how we engage with it. It's our thoughts and beliefs about it. And if you're eating something that feels good from a place of like um, like a high vibe place, not from a place of filling a hole or whatever, um, really anything can be okay for you um, is sort of the notion. Now, I don't know if that's true but I'm experimenting with that. Like, what if I just believe that I can trust myself and what I eat and what I want and then follow how I feel? Like, what does my energy feel like? What does my body feel like? Make note of these things as an experiment and then kind of like revisit what's good for me and what's not. And then I think the key with this experimentation is to keep revisiting it. Do not get so locked in because then I'll be back to where I was, where I thought I knew everything. And this is how it is because it's how it's always been. Um, You know, when I pulled cards about what to talk to you guys about today, this topic I pulled the Empress. And that feels really fitting for this sort of inquiry and how I'm approaching it from this place of abundance, nurturance, receptivity, openness, all of that. Um, So I would say the Empress has been a guiding light for me as I'm re-getting to know myself and who I am today at this age as, as like the woman that I have become. And I feel really inspired to move forward and come up with a plan for myself for the next 40 years. For whatever reason, that's the number that keeps popping up. And that's the other word that I would, I'm using as part of my experiment. So I'm trying to, when I think about, you know, I've been saying add energy versus depleting energy. Another way to say that is like, what do I feel inspired by? What do I feel inspired to eat, inspired to do, etc.? And I've been working on switching the force, the impetus for me to get moving, I've been working very hard on shifting my mindset from motivation to inspiration. Because what I've noticed for myself is that motivation isn't lasting for me. Motivation for me feels like I have to power over. I've got to ramp up. I've got to dig deep. I've got to push through those are not very Empress-like qualities and traits. But to be inspired, that's fun. Like if I think about, does this feel inspiring to take a walk? Does this feel inspiring to do this or to do that? And then sometimes the answer is no, like you're just not in an inspired mood. But if I practice what I've been doing, which is like recording how I'm feeling after going up for this walk or doing this workout or eating this thing or watching this movie or whatever, then I can remind myself, well, the last 10 walks you went on, you felt better afterwards. Maybe that information can be inspiring to get me to bundle up with my parka and go out in the 20 degree weather and take a couple of brisk walks around the block. So 
that's all I have really to share with you guys today. Just wanted to do a check-in about how I'm approaching the new year. I'd be interested in hearing if you guys, how you guys are approaching the new year. There's no right way, right? We're just experimenting. And I encourage you to conduct an experiment if that feels inspiring to you, because you might find that some of your assumptions about yourself are no longer relevant. And it's always good, I think, to keep checking in with yourself as you grow and change and refine yourself. I think some of your preferences grow and change and are also refined. So I hope you guys are having a good start to 2024. And thank you guys for tuning in to Moonday Mystic. Thank you for listening to Moonday Mystic by Modern Mystic Shop. Moonday Mystic is hosted and created by Kelly Knight, produced by Ariel Duncan, and inspired by magical listeners like you. 